Blog Talk Radio. Everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York. Uh, only I'm at New York right now. I'm in Florida. Woo-hoo! Uh, this is the weekly weather for today, uh, December 12th, 2021. And welcome all. Welcome all. Welcome all. There's a lot of really positive energy uh, in the sky right now that's really encouraging us to step forward and move in a new direction and figure out where we're going. Uh, I've got an interesting call on my cell phone. Apologies for that. We also have a lovely energy this week of change, change, change. We have Mercury changing signs. He is leaving Sagittarius, and he's heading into uh, Capricorn for a few weeks. And then we have Mars changing signs, and he's heading into Sagittarius for a few weeks. And then we have Venus stationing to go retrograde for 40 days, and then she'll be in Capricorn until March 6th. Uh, We also have a lovely, lovely full moon, and the full moon takes place on the 19th, the 18th of December, and on the moon, when the moon is full, the moon is out of bounds and Mercury's out of bounds. This week, Venus went back in bounds, so she's behaving herself, but Mercury's out of bounds, so he's full of all sorts of communication ideas and communication directions and all that stuff. So there's a lot of really positive energy with this shift of change. We also are still in eclipse period until we get to the full moon on Saturday. So there's gentle leavings this week. Brian Williams, his last day was last Thursday. Uh, Chris Wallace just announced he's leaving and going to CNN. So his show, last episode this morning. A lot of energy around uh, gentle changes, ending things, moving on, shifting into new directions, which part and parcel of that change, energy of change. So... A lot of uh, shift, change, trust it, go with it. Planets are in a bowl configuration, meaning all on one side of the chart. The retrograde planets, for the most part, have gone direct. Uh, We still have a few more to go direct. But the big guys, except for Uranus, he's not changing for a few more weeks. But all the outer planets are direct. This week, we also had Venus and Pluto meet up for the first of their three That happened yesterday, or today, kind of today, yesterday. And so Venus and Pluto are meeting up three times. Of course, Venus talking to Pluto, they get into really deep conversations. You know how like when you go to a party and you're hanging out and you're talking to someone in the corner and the rest of the party is going on and on, and you're just in this really intense conversation. So she and Pluto are just like in it. You know, they're just in this really intense conversation, and it's it's illuminating for both of them. There's an energy to it that is like, wow, yeah, like that's really interesting. And Venus-Pluto conjunctions often are really offers that we want to take, that we don't want to pass on, that are part of for and what we're doing uh, and what our new direction is. So there's a lot of energy with us around um, shift and change time. Uh, directional calls, new directions in terms of where we're heading, what we're doing, what it looks like, what our path and our purpose is. So there's a lot of energy around change and new ideas. And I think of Venus and Pluto when they meet up, they have this kind of forward motion space to them that's a lot about the direction that they're calling in, the direction they're invited in, the direction that they're feeling headed towards. So our job is to really work with that energy of change 
and allow it to uh, shift us, change us, move us, however it invites us, and recognize it'll be a little intense. There'll be an intense conversation that wants to take place that's part of the deal of it. And that's an important com- conclusion to, uh, to work with is like, oh, wow, this is like really intense. And you're, you're going to say, it is. And, and that deep energy of intensity is part and parcel of where you're going, how you're invited, what you're called to do, what this new direction is, um, and how we're going to get there. So there's a lot of energy with that around um, uh, shifting and moving into new places, new ideas, new, pro- new approaches to stuff, um, and uh, how we're going to do it. Um, the, the call is the call is deeply directional. The call is profoundly local. The call is missing something or calling something that we didn't see, we didn't think of, we didn't remember. But now that it's here, we're like, oh, right. Uh, oh, right. There's a positive energy with this. Um, uh kind of a directional it's hard to explain the venus in her depths in earth there's an energy of her that wants to be deeply creative and wants to really go deep 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 and um you know how do we how do we get there and so she's trying to figure it out and so pluto of course the lord of the underworld he goes well this is how you go deep and she like uh she goes, really? Um, wow, I didn't realize that. And he's like, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna fix it. We're gonna change it. We're gonna shift. We're gonna we're gonna do a new thing and try something else. And so that uh, that energy of shift, change, try something else. So there's a positive, positive change. And then she's going to go retrograde with the information she gets from him, and that's going to happen on the full moon, right? So when the full moon happens, she's going to go, oh, wow, that's what it is? Because he just told her something. He just said to her, you shifted, you, you, you moved it, it changed. Um, we're, going to, we're going to adjust it. We're going to move it in a new way. So there's a positive energy of change and shift, but there also is an energy where we're trying to come up with some new versions of what's important for us and how we get there. And so we want to kind of honor that. Um, We want to honor that on a deeper level, and we also want to work with the energy of how do we get there? What does that look like? What, What is that deep underlying thing that's going on? That's part and parcel of how we how we do these changes. When Venus goes into the underworld, literally, she met Pluto and he invited her in. He said, "You want to come in?" And she's like, "Well, maybe." And so she's thinking about it. So she's going to go in the underworld. <laughs> she's going to go back to him on the 18th and say, "Yeah, I, I can go in the underworld with you." And then they're going to go on a journey. Now, this Pluto Venus is deep psychological work. It's a deep understanding of your value. It's deep working on those deep, those, I keep saying deep, but kind of imagine underground. And one of the things we never really think of when you go deep underground, it can be hot. 
down there. It's, it can be molten heat. It can also be really cold if you've ever been in a cave. They have these different temperatures depending on where you are. But it's, as we go into the underground, there's a transformation that takes place when she descends into the underground uh, Into the underground that she's going to be doing over the next 40 days. When we think of Lent, when we think of... Uh, we think of the beginning Ramadan. We think of uh, Jesus in the desert for 40 days. There, and, of course, Pluto came, the devil came and tempted him, right? So we know that we're descending into the underworld. We know we're going down in there. Mercury is hanging out with Nemesis. So we have to be careful about our choices. We want to make, make positive choices where we don't undermine ourselves. That's important. But we also want to know that there's something being asked of us on a deeper level which asks us to do this transformation. Now, we know we have COVID. We know we've had our world change. We know we've done all this shifting and changing that's kind of part and parcel of who we are. And we also have felt a little bit perhaps forced to do it. You know, certainly nobody asked for COVID and nobody asked for these changes. But now that they have happened and now that they're here and now that we've gone through it, it's time to figure out what they mean for us and that's part of venus's journey with pluto so as we have the uranus saturn square the three we've gotten clearer and clearer and clearer about what's possible and what we want to change and what we want to shift of course we still have the third one in december and then we release that energy and we go forward into a new space into a new way of thinking about things and so that change while the Venus and Pluto are doing their dance three times she meets with Pluto. Three wishes, you know, Goldilocks, and, you know, that's too cold, that's too, that's too harsh, that's just right. We're in a process of evolving and understanding. So offers coming in, opportunities, things you look at and you go, huh, well, that's interesting. Let me, let me check it out. Let me see what it means. Let me understand what it is. And also look for revisions. Look for people to, when Venus goes retrograde on the 19th, 18th, 19th, look for her to revise because there's going to be a full moon that happens on the galactic center on the uh, 18th with the sun aspecting that energy of seeing things and, and the moon in Sag, the sun's in Sag, moon's in Gemini, aspecting an aha moment for us, helping us understand things. So there's a lot of consciousness this week. But the dance of Venus as she slows to a stop after meeting up with Pluto today, the 11th, and then meeting up and stopping and saying, all right, you know, I thought about what you said. I thought about the offer. You know, I I think I'm going to take it. And then she goes retrograde until the end of January. And then she goes direct again until March 6th. So she has three meets with him. Now, January and at the end of February. And in that 40-day journey into the underworld with him and then into the evolution of her new ideas about who she wants to be and where she wants to go, we're going to really see her come emerge from that, at that energy in a deeper way. We also know that when she meets up with the sun, it's what we call an inferior conjunction. The Venus is going to be between the sun and earth. Of course, that's the 8th and the 9th of January. But when she's in an inferior position in the middle of this dance with Pluto, she is in a position of thinking, and I like to call the inferior conjunctions interior, right? You know, me, I always like to rename it. Uh, So interior means you're thinking more about your own 
your inner, your own work, your own purpose, your own thing. And that conjunction is going to be at 18 uh, when Venus meets uh, meets up with the sun, 18 of Capricorn. But right now she's at 25, 26, stopping this week and going backwards. Now, in the same breath, in the same time frame, and literally tomorrow, (laughs) Monday, Mercury and Mars both change signs. So Mars is going to go into Sagittarius. He's been at the last degrees of Scorpio. He goes into Sag bright and early in the morning, 4.53 a.m. And Mercury goes into Capricorn uh, at 12.52 p.m., right after lunch. So the two of them are both shifting signs with the moon in Aries. Now think about it. When we cast a chart for an ingress, we cast a chart when the planet goes. And then the moon is kind of important because it rules how the public is going to be. So with both Mercury and Mars changing signs, and remember Mercury is out of bounds in Capricorn. He's out of bounds in Sag right now. He'll be out of bounds in Capricorn too. Um, We're going to find that the public, the emotional reactions are very strong because the moon's in Aries uh, for both of the what we call ingress charts. So it's kind of like your birthday chart, right? We do a solar return. We look at the chart and we say, gee, this is what the year ahead is going to look like. We also do that for ingresses, when planets enter a new sign. And these planets are all on one side of the chart. They're all bowls, bowls, looking for the other part, looking for the other component, looking for the other guy, looking for the other connection. So there's a lot of energy around wanting to connect, but also a little bit of a solitary energy because Mercury in Capricorn thinks, you know, it's, I was doing a reading earlier today with someone who had Mercury in Capricorn, and, and I said, well, you know, your Mercury is like a rock. And when you say things, you know, Mercury and Capricorn, those are the people that say it and mean it, and they never, they're the handshake people. They never change their mind. They're just like, yep, I got Mercury and Capricorn. I'm a rock. I mean, unless Saturn's really afflicted. They keep their word, right? And so we have Mercury entering the sign of rocks, <laughs> saying out-of-bounds rocks, you know, telling us to keep our word, to keep our point, keep our ideas while the moon's in fire, fiery words. Mercury uh, is out of bounds, fiery words. The rocks are hot. The rocks are hot. Uh, I remember I was in a sweat lodge, and afterwards I went to look at the rocks, you know, when we were breaking it down, and they had completely metamorphosized. They got heated in the fire they got put in the lodge. They had water thrown on them. They had gone through a massive transformation. Hot rocks, right? Mars goes into Sagittarius. He's on fire. So he's got a fire moon, and he's in a fiery place, too, because he's going to be in Sagittarius now. Now, remember, in Scorpio, he's very strategic. Sagittarius, he's, like, all out there. He's in. He's on. He's going. And he's big. When he's in Sag, he's got an energy of bigness, like, like da da. You know, it's a little, not quite as much as Leo, because it's just fast, it's speedy, it's got a vision, it's got a purpose, it's got a point, but it has a very strong, very strong energy. Mars is also going to hit the nodes of fate uh, right after he goes into Sag. Remember, we just had the eclipses; they were at the the nodes of fate are at the last degrees. They're at one degree, uh, forty-one minutes when Mars hits them. And so when he goes into those nodes of fate, he's going to really activate, one, the eclipses, and two, he's going into the south node, doing a dive into the south node. So when planets go into the south node, it almost acts like a little 
whoosh of energy to the north, right? The Mars goes into the south, jumps in, kind of like a cannonball if you were ever a kid in a pool, and somebody jumps off the diving board, pulls their legs up, wraps their arms around them, and hits the water with maximum water displacement. That's Mars going into the south node. It's not a clean dive. It's like, how many people can I get wet, and how wet can I get you? And, you know, when you're a little kid and you go to those game parks, right, or the water parks, and you're riding, well, maybe even big kid, and you're riding on those things and you hit the corner and you get soaked, that's Mars going into the south node. He's going to jump in that south node, shoot the energy over to the north node in Gemini, and the people on the other side are going to get wet. So if you've got planets at one Gemini, they're going to get wet with Mars diving into the south node. That's where the wave is coming. So look at where your north node is in Gemini because that's where the wave is coming. And, of course, it's, you know, the Gemini node's about to go backwards into Taurus in a couple of weeks. So there's a shift to coming, right? So this energy is very potent about shifting things, and we know when one personal planet or even one planet changes signs, it's a big deal. But in this case, it's two planets changing signs and Venus stopping and going to retrograde after she just met up with Pluto. Lots of internal internal work, but also an impatience to be gone, an impatience to get on with it, an impatience to not dawdle anymore. You're going to feel like leaping up and going forward, leaping up and taking your next step out into the world. Very positive energy around it, but also very much a, um, it's done here. I'm done here. Still got intense conversations. Venus is still having intense conversations figuring out her value, her worth, her purpose, but the rest of them are, um, they're moving on. They're saying to her, well, you, you know, you talk to him, we'll be back for you. But we're, we're going, we're going, we're ready, we're shifting, we're moving. New season, new ideas, new approaches, ready for new. So that's good. Now we do see a little bit of pressing down, you know, a little depression sometimes with these energies where there can be a sadness. There can be a sense that, gee, it feels like things have ended and I am being pressed upon depression, of course, is to push on, push, 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 oppress, depress, repress. We also hear Saturn when we hear that word. Um, and Saturn this week does have uh, on the moon, he has heart on the full moon, he has hard aspects. He has a sesquiquadrate and a semi-square. So he's really feeling, you know, the full moon is like, all right, I'm seeing it and I'm changing my relationship. And at the same time, of course, he's getting ready to square Uranus on the 24th. So Uranus and Uranus also has a hard aspect to the sun and moon. Changes are hard. And we also have the sun just this week squared Neptune, right? Um, and we have the moon uh, going to be squaring Neptune, although they're past the square. That's the good news. The, the um, my, my case, I had like all these people that had recordings that had two minutes or five minutes or something, and then the recording went dead. And I'm like, I'm going to be so happy when I get my equipment. For whatever reason, I was an idiot and did not pant, pack my microphone and headset. So I've been, uh, I'm on my third. This will be my third one. So it seems to work, but not really. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready for ready for this Neptune transit to be over. But the planets are really speaking to the deeper underlying work, the underlying journey of the things that have to change for you to be able to go forward the way you want. 
it's an easy week in the sense of there's not like mean aspects from planets. You know, not a lot of mean aspects, just Mars into that south node, which is a releasing energy and helps um, things let go. So that's going to be the 15th. But most, most of the week is pretty nice. It, you know, you know, some weeks you're just like, oh, stand back, this is going to be brutal. But this week is gentle leavings, leavings where we go, oh, okay, that's done, okay. But it's it's like it feels like yes, it is done, and I'm I'm good with that change. I'm not feeling sentimental. I'm feeling positive. I know it's a movement forward. I know it's got an energy of um, you know how do I get there? You know what's the next chapter? what's coming in, and and that's the part that's exciting. You know, we're going into the holidays. I always say to people when they're job interviewing, most people don't hire during the holidays, but there are a lot of people leaving, Brian Williams, Chris Wallace, Chris Cuomo getting fired, book just got canceled. Done, 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 next, next, next. So the sun this week, uh, aside from its, you know, its squared Neptune today, uh, it also has an, a hard aspect to the Saturn and Pluto on the 16th and 17th, but it's a hard aspect adjusting. It's it's adjusting to the change. It's not 100% thrilled with the changes, but it understands it has to, and it actually feels pretty good when we get to the end of the week when the sun has a sextile to Jupiter. Mercury this week moving pretty quick. Uh, the sun degrees are 20 to 29. Mercury this week going from 28 Sag to 8 Capricorn, 8.5, 9 Cap, goes into Capricorn tomorrow, the 13th, at 12.51 p.m. East Coast time. And the Mercury has quintiles all week. Great ideas. That's a great idea. That's a really interesting idea. Ooh, I'd like to do that. That sounds like fun. Let's go. Let's go. So Mercury has positive aspects, and it also has uh, a finger of God with series and uh, not really necessarily a creative finger, just kind of a pointing out, maybe you want to create this and take it on advisement. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Venus not moving at all. She's parked at 26. She stations to go retrograde at 26 cap. She has stopped in the sky. So that's her job to stop and turn this week where she's mulling over what she and Pluto talked about today and yesterday. Uh, Mars, as we mentioned, um, Jupiter's not doing anything. He's got a quintile to Vesta. In my case, my furniture arrived yesterday, so I'm remodeling, moving everything around, figuring out where things should be. Not that I ship that much, but a table and some computer printer stuff and, you know, pictures and things like that. But, you know, you hang your own pictures on the wall. It feels like yours. Uh, so there's not a lot of change. Of course, it's Christmas tree season and holiday decoration season and forward. Uh, Uranus does have a change to partnership on the 15th, an opportunity for a partner or a new idea. In my case, um, my building's having a party, so I get to meet my neighbors. So Uranus trines Juno. I get to meet some people at the party. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Chiron stations direct this week. I forgot to mention him. He's kind of important. When we're looking at Chiron stationing and he turns, uh, he's stationing at uh, 826, which means he's been going backwards, kind of licking his wounds, and now he's going to turn direct and go forward. And a lot of times that can bring up old wounds, and that's going to happen on the 19th right at the moon and also as Venus stations to go retrograde. Now, if you broke up with somebody, Venus retrograde can bring them back. They can call and say, you know, especially if you broke up over a triangle, drugs, alcohol, another person, you know, I have to go back to my ex because I've always told her to call me 
if she changed her mind and she called. You know, if it was one of those things, they may show back up with Venus retrograde. Remember, Venus wants us to go back and think about our past, our past money, our past loves, our past partners. She's all into the past. And she was having that deep conversation with Pluto in the corner, right? So, and two more conversations to come. So we want to take those calls. You don't have to talk to them along. If they were dangerous, don't take them. But this is the time when they call and they go, you know, I was thinking about what happened and I want to talk to you. So talk to them if you want to. It also is a little melancholy because it is, you know, the holiday season and people remember who's gone, who's shifted. So it can be some memories like that. In my case, my brother's arriving and he hasn't been home. I mean, I've seen him. But this is going to be his first Christmas with the family since 1982, which I found a little astounding, but it's true. And that was the last Christmas my mother was alive. So um, uh, it was her last Christmas on Earth, and he came home for that. And I remember giving him a hard time that you need to come home because mom is not well. And he was like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, you've got to get home. And he did. And so this time he's coming, you know, because he wants to. <laughs> and uh, I think he wants to. Anyway, he's going to be here for a bit, so that'll be fun. Uh, so our week ahead, of course, uh, the moons this week, as we look at them, today the moon is in Aries. It will be in Aries uh, tomorrow also, and it will go void tomorrow night at 9.52 with a sextile to Jupiter. So um, sun and moon in Aries, sextiles Jupiter, and Aquarius is a lot of, good stuff expanding it goes into taurus on the 14th uh and it'll be in taurus the 14th the 15th and go void at 1108 on the 16th and it goes void with a square to jupiter moon square jupiter again over abundance over an expansion joy 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 it goes into void for a few hours on the thursday goes into gemini at 343 uh, in the afternoon, it's in Gemini the 16th, the 17th, the 18th, a full moon, and then it goes void at 102 in the morning on the 19th, and the moon in Gemini goes void with a trine to Jupiter. Again, a nice moon. All week long, the moons are nice as we leave eclipse season and we gently sail off to our future. We also have, of course, Mercury retrograde happening on the 19th, which means the four days before her, the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, we're going to feel it, and the four days after her, the 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So we're going to feel her shifting and changing, and we do have that abundance on the day that she goes retrograde of the sun in uh, Sagittarius, sextiling Jupiter and Aquarius. So her retrograde journey should actually be good. It should be fun if we cast the ingress chart for that, because she has a nice moon. Aside from having Chiron stationing, there's a full moon right after she stations to go retrograde, but there's also a good closing aspect. This week, not a lot of hard weeks, hard days emotionally. Um, probably the most challenging day would be Saturday's full moon because the moon has a couple of hard aspects to Venus and Pluto. Uh, but, you know, even then I'm not going to make them DB days. I'm just going to say, well... They're not really DB days. They're days of adjustment. Moon and Gemini have to have an adjusting energy to Venus and Pluto. Well, you know that. <laughs> whenever, whenever there's an inconjunct, you have to adjust somehow. And Venus and Pluto are having 
a meeting. So, you know, it's kind of like they come over in the corner and you look at them like, go away, we're having a deep conversation. And Gemini goes, you guys having a deep conversation here? And Venus and Pluto go, uh-huh. And so the moon goes, okay, okay, I'll leave. And it walks away. You know, it's that, you know how you walk in a room when there's a deep conversation going on? I was uh, laughing. I was telling somebody a story about my sister one time. She was in New York and this uh, couple was breaking up at um, the table next to her. She was, I had to work or something. So she was eating crispy shrimp at our famous Chinese restaurant and uh, favorite Chinese restaurant, which she loved, crispy shrimp with walnuts and broccoli and stuff. And the couple next door, the guy goes, so I'm moving to San Francisco tomorrow. The movers are coming. And she goes, what? He goes, yeah, I got a new job. I'm moving to San Francisco. This is our last dinner together. She goes, we've been dating each other for five years. <laughs> and my sister's like, ooh, interesting conversation. Let's listen in on this one. You know, that's the moon in Gemini, interesting. It, listening in on that Venus, Pluto, what do you mean you're moving? You, you didn't tell me you've got a job and an apartment and a mover and you've packed and you're leaving? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that can also be a little bit of the energy on the weekend. Not mean, but just kind of like, wow, you're like really doing this. And But the moons are positive. The moons are positive. So it's supposed to happen. It's not bad. It's good. So that's the other energy this week. It's supposed to happen. It's not bad. It's good. Change, change, change. To everything, there is a season. Wishing you a very, very lovely week. We are going to be doing a – somebody wrote and asked. We're going to be doing a 2022 What's Coming presentation. We'll send you more information on that. Uh, Rose and I are working on it. And um, – uh, yeah, off we go. The school will be opening. I got we looked, met with the webmistress, uh, who's just at my regular webmistress is working on her two books. This is a temporary person who's helping me build, build up the. Um, uh, she's really good though. So we're setting up the school, getting that up and running. Um, and some people asked if they could do gift certificates, so I will be turning that back on in the system. Right now it's off. So people who want to buy gift certificates for Christmas presents. I'd completely forgotten about that, and thank you for writing and asking about it, and that will be turned on later today. And wishing you a wonderful, wonderful week of December 12th, 12, 12, 2012. It's, an, uh, it's uh, some kind of energy where the things repeat. I don't know what it is, but at any rate, it's a palindrome or something like that. And off you go. Have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs>